0: Welcome to the first season of Arise Esther, a podcast for today's Esthers, women who are ready to rise up in bold, courageous faith, like Esther of old, who stepped up to lead when life was tough and hope was dim, but faith was fierce. Hi, I'm Don Scott Damon, your podcast host. I get to talk to some of the most resilient women on the planet, all who've tackled difficult life crises head on and triumphed. Now we're here to help you do the same. So turn it up, Esther. This is your moment. Welcome to Arise, Esther. This is going to be a great day. Every now and then I have a guest on that really resonates with me. Well, they all do, but this is a sister redhead. So I'm just saying this is going to be a great show today. (laughs) My guest is an author and a speaker. She has written Milepost 95, From Wreckage to Redemption. And I can't wait for you to hear more about her story. She loves to encourage people, pray for people. She works in public relations and marketing and loves helping new authors believe their story matters. Residing in southeastern Idaho, she enjoys any adventure outside in her free time she can be found road biking hiking kayaking snowshoeing or anything that involves moving in god's creation will you welcome to arise esther today paige Hey Paige.
1: Hello, so glad to be here with you.
0: I'm so glad to have you here today on Arise Esther. You truly are a modern day Esther. You are like the Energizer Bunny. You just keep on going and keep on ticking. (laughs) You don't accept defeat. I want to uh, have the listeners learn a little bit more about you. Thank you for being here today. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: I would like to consider myself a person that has navigated a lot of transitions triumphantly and not in my own strength, truly in the Lord Jesus Christ's strength. But basically, I guess they all kind of began in 2007. And I was in a very, very difficult car accident Mm -hmm. where I had to have 11 surgeries and Mm -hmm. Had to learn to walk again, was in a couple trauma centers, and then from that ended up basically abandoned in marriage at the lowest point of the lowest when you're in a wheelchair with three little kids. And so then found myself in the midst of navigating divorce. And then a couple years later, um, had to sell our house, lost a job, a very significant job, which I'd never gone through that, that loss before. And then in 2016, actually went in for my first colonoscopy at age 51 and found out I had stage two colon cancer.
0: I mean, it was just one thing after another for you. And as you said a moment ago that you've navigated triumphantly, but let's be honest, there were some dark moments I, I can't, I want to take you back to being in that wheelchair. Mm. What were you feeling? What did you, you said you were experiencing abandonment then from a spouse, but did you feel like God was with you or were, was there moments where you felt this is just a dark time? God, where are you? You know, I never felt that he ever abandoned me.
1: He Mm. was so, so there for me. So with me, so um, present, you know, I have people ask me, well, didn't you, didn't you ever get mad at God? And that never even crossed Mm -hmm. my mind because he was so, he was so in it from the beginning. Like, I mean, even the moment the car was crashing, I mean, I, I felt his presence and, I think it was from all of that, that I knew, you know what? He's been with me from the beginning and he's going to remain with me. But my role was to always press into him Mm -hmm. and whether it was through prayer or scripture or journaling. Um, but yeah, there were some definitely dark times, times where I was very depressed and lonely, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, um, you know, we're triumphant in him. So,
0: well, you're a beautiful testimony of that. And, you know, it's so true that God's present with us all the time and he doesn't ever leave us, but we get sidetracked by sorrows and Mm -hmm. depression and anger. At times we, we shake our fist at heaven and wonder where God is, but you must have had a pretty strong foundation with the Lord to begin with that you knew that there, where, where am I going to go? I'm not going to run away from you, God. I have to run to you. How did you Absolutely. do that? Was it through prayer, through worship? What was your way of connecting with God? Yes, I did. And I did a lot of
1: journaling, which actually helped me have the basis for my book, but just, I do a lot of prayer journaling mm-hmm. and um,
0: color- what does that look like for you?
1: It's color coordinated. It's kind of weird, but, um, so I do prayers in a certain color and then his answers in green and journaling in purple and scripture in blue. And then, so that way you can really see, I love it cause I'm a very visual person mm-hmm. and it enables me to see how he's working, how he's walking, and how he's with me. So yes. he's, work, he's working, he's
0: walking, and he's with me, the three mm. W's. Yeah. And then it's Good. very evident
1: when you can see that in color, you know?
0: Yes, that's great. I just had a guest on not too long ago where she does coloring as well in her journal. And I thought I was the only one I didn't dare tell anybody. And now I have the sisterhood of coloring prayer journal. That's awesome. So Paige, there you are. You're in this bleak moment. When did you discover that your husband says to you, I'm leaving? I can't imagine.
1: Well, actually he had left a year before my accident. He had okay. moved to, to another state with another job and we were trying to live, I had all the kids, my full-time job. We were trying to live this separate type of life, but yet together. And then um, for me, it was really when I was at my lowest point and he wouldn't, I mean, he would come back for a couple days to visit uh, I think the most he came back during my whole, um, episode with the accident was a week at a time. And then he made a choice to go back to his job and his job was more important than me or his, his family. And at that point when I had to enlist my parents, my mom came and stayed and took care of me for three months. Cause I couldn't walk.
0: Mm.
1: It was at that point that I realized that even though i had had signed up for marriage for life i mean that was it i was never going to get divorced that wasn't in the cards that wasn't in our family line none of that but i realized that he had abandoned me emotionally mm-hmm. and he had abandoned our family and i i couldn't he wasn't coming back i yeah. mean he had chosen his job over over us mm-hmm. and so I ended up having to file for divorce and it was horrible. Something yeah. I never, ever
0: expected to do. Well, you and I talked about that once before, but that was my story too, that it's hard to have a, a marriage when your husband has left the state, won't return home and won't return your phone calls. And you, know, you don't even know there's a, another whole life and another whole existence going on. And so I certainly understand that. I also remember the depth of rejection that I felt you're in a wheelchair and you have to learn how to walk again. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I, I don't mean to keep pressing in on that, but I just cannot imagine the sense of isolation and aloneness, but you, you pressed on. How long did it take you to recover from this accident?
1: So it happened on July first, and I was back to work in a walker on a walker in September, like the mid to latter part of September. But you know when you were talking, another thing I thought about, which is so important to the body, is community mm-hmm. and I had such a strong sense of community and and people that would bring a meal or help my mom with the kids or take the kids to something that I couldn't drive them to. And that was such, um, I was, I was a, a person that didn't like to ask anybody for help, was extremely independent. I'm sure you can relate. That's what redheads do. We just think we, and you know, the Lord really through that time taught me that it was okay. It was okay to ask people for help, that that's what the body of Christ says. That's what scripture says. When one part of our body aches, the other part aches. And um, so I think that would be an encouragement I'd like to give people too, is just to, you know, that's what the body's for. That's what community's for. It's so important.
0: I couldn't agree more, and there is something very beautiful about, because it's it's vulnerable, it's humbling to accept help, but there's something about that that enriches your life to the point where you know you want to do it for someone else if Absolutely. anyone you, you can i remember when i went through a season of anxiety and depression and if there's one person that i always make time for it's that person that's struggling because i remember how brutal that time was and how refreshing it was to have someone who knew the pain who could speak hope i mean hope had to have been a very important commodity that you needed during this time did you have valley walkers people that were walking with you that were giving you hope during this time as well as meals oh yeah you know like
1: physical therapy I mean just seeing the progress you're you're at this point and then you make it to this point and then you know you know I mean I knew that I would eventually get out of a wheelchair but when I was surrounded by people in physical therapy that maybe they weren't so you had that hope to cling to that you know you were going to get out and you were going to be able to walk again and so i don't i don't take that for granted at all i mean yes. just the ability to walk is is such a gift
0: this is a time of year where we're thinking about gratitude i just wrote a devotional about gratitude and sometimes you sit there and think what am i grateful for today i'm grateful that i can walk right? We have walking privilege. Not everybody has that. Right. <laughs> How nice. amazing. So now, um then you go for a ordinary colon screening, like just uh, not even because there was any issues, just preventative medicine. And you well, find out... I was,
1: I was training for a hundred mile bike ride. I decided I wanted to do a century ride. I wanted to do a century ride. And so I was training for it and the hill climbing was, I just wasn't feeling good. Mm -hmm. And it was like in November and I cannot even explain it. It's, it's only the Holy spirit, but I, I felt this very, very strong sense of, you know what, you don't need to get this checked out. You know you need to go in and so i mean who schedules a colonoscopy on december 21st like you don't just go sign up for you know let's poop our
0: brains out right before christmas it's
1: not something you do unless it's the holy spirit (laughs) unless
0: it's the holy spirit you know or you're trying to you know make room for more food i don't know
1: (laughs) so yeah and i went in and and that was what it was i had stage two colon cancer in in the cecum of my colon. And I had to have surgery immediately. Um, they were able to get me in on the 30th. So I got to spend uh, New Year's in the hospital, but that was fine. I didn't care. I was just so grateful to have gotten it in. And um, I was very fortunate. I was one of those people that it had not gone anywhere outside of the colon wall. So all the lymph nodes that were taken, it wasn't in the liver. It wasn't in the lungs. It had not gone anywhere else. So I never had to have chemo. I never had to have radiation. I'm still on the, um, I'm it's, I'm not five years out yet. Okay. So I still have to have a colonoscopy every year Mm -hmm. and that's coming up. Yay. 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 Um, I still have to have the body scans every year and have to have the blood test every several months, but, um, prayerfully I've not had any return and, and I felt like, you know, that pain also created another platform because I am very, very adamant about Preaching about colon cancer awareness mm-hmm. and encouraging people to take care of their health that way
0: Right say more about that because I imagine after you've gone through a health scare that you do you get You become a voice for others. What lessons did you learn during that time? And how are you using those today? Like you just said you're helping other people
1: Yeah, well I talk to people, you know, i the you had your colonoscopy and if you haven't you better get it done. I'll drive you there. I'll be your person to take you home. You know, whatever. Um, March is National Colon Cancer Awareness Month, and okay. so every March, I, I make it a point to go on TV, radio, whatever I can to, to kind of be the face of colon cancer awareness and tell my story and hopefully encourage people to to go have their test
0: done. Mm-hmm, and have people done that as a result of your coaching it is it's
1: amazing I'll get um, people will reach out to me on email or um, they'll call me up or they'll text me or through Facebook and say hey you know it's also in my book there are two chapters in my book on 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 cancer and they'll say I read your book I went and got my colonoscopy and these were the results and you know I wouldn't have done it if I hadn't." You know, if I hadn't heard your story and,
0: and that's what it's all about, you know, that's what it's all about. It is. I mean, you know, you, I love the title of your book from wreckage to redemption, mile, mile post 95. I'm assuming that's where the, where the accident was taking place, Mm -hmm. but from wreckage to redemption. And isn't it true that man, God is such a redeemer. He is the redeemer, but how he can take our story. He can take the ashes of our life as he promises and give us beauty, Mm -hmm. you know, to see that from the wreckage that you came out of. In what ways do you see God's redemption? What are some of those amazing results today? Um, Well, you know, I think
1: um, the other part of that, that wreckage can also be not only external, but internal. Mm -hmm. So emotionally. So I saw that as two, you know, the wreckage externally of the things that happened to my body, but also the wreckage internally, emotionally, yes. and how he redeems it all. Yes. Um, I, I say the biggest things for me are, are physically, um, physically in that I am able to be so active. I mean, I am on the bike every day and i or walking the canyon or both sometimes i'll go to Viking and walking the canyon and and he's redeemed my health like with the colon cancer with um and even before that in college i i had anorexia and almost died of anorexia in college so um you know there's just so much of my health both physically and emotionally that he has he is healed, and I and I want people to know that it's not just me and it's not just you that he can mm-hmm. heal them, right? right? Yes. And just um, you just can't you just have to allow him to do it in whatever way he chooses to do it. it might not be the way we choose, right? <laughs> yeah. But, we, um,
0: <laughs> we say that so often, you know. Like God, I thank you for allowing me to walk through this. I don't want to do it again. And I would not have chosen it, but God, you knew that I could, I could do this with the power of your Holy Spirit. I could make it through. And we all have that testimony. If like you said, you press into God and you lean into him and he will take your story. He will take the wreckage internally and externally, the messes that that we find ourselves in, that we create or that somebody else because of their bad choices create a mess for us. I mean, you, my husband, my, my former husband, he chose some things that created crisis and pain and hurt for me. And it wasn't my fault. I could sit in those ashes or I could say, okay, God, what am I going to do now? I got to believe you for a future, for a hope. I got to take you at your word. You sat in a in a wheelchair. You sat in wreckage emotionally and physically, and you took God at his word. And that's a beautiful thing. What would you say to someone who doesn't think their story is going to have a happy ending or that their story is just too far gone for any kind of redemption?
1: Well, that's not our Lord. Our Lord is a Lord of hope and a, he's a restorer and he, he will complete what he has begun, you know? And, um, and and I have a lot of hopes in my life and future things that haven't happened, whether it's career relationship and, just like I know your story Mm -hmm. and I see how the Lord redeemed and gave you this amazing husband and you have this incredible life right now. And so, you know, we just all need to not give up hope. Mm -hmm. That's what the evil one would want us to do. He wants us to, to be in despair and to give up hope and to believe that God does not have good things for us, but that is not our Lord. That is not who we serve. Right. He, and um, sometimes our, our journeys are just a little bit different and they take different detours and sometimes they're roadblocks and sometimes the road's gone, <laughs> the bridge seems broken. But, but ultimately, um, if we continue to, to follow him and believe that he has the best things for us, then, then I believe that they'll happen.
0: Yeah, you know, and with you being such an outdoor person, and that's so great that God replenished your health, and Mm -hmm. that you can do all these things. I see a book in your future about that. I mean, you know, so many metaphors, riding the bike, like you said, you struggled with the uphill climb. Well, you had something going on with you. And Mm -hmm. the uphill climb revealed to you an area that your life had to be physically, your body had to be healed. It was like that in the spirit realm, right? Mm -hmm. So... Our journey in life, it takes us through these winding things and uphill and downhill, but all of the things that we experience in life, it reveals to us an area that God wants to do a work in us or where he wants to use us. Like Mm -hmm. you from now colon cancer has unleashed this whole new area of calling in your life. You never thought you were going to be a spokesperson for colon cancer and there you are being Mm -hmm. a voice, you know, so... God takes those things that Satan, like you said, the evil one, he means to destroy us and hurt us. And God says, no, I'm turning this around. I'm using it for my good. You just hang on. Don't you doubt in the darkness what I've spoken to you in the light. Watch what I'll do. Amen. Right? Absolutely.
1: I have a friend right now. Actually, I don't even know her personally. She's in my town, and she's struggling with stage four colon cancer. And when I found out, I mean, I was like, you know, what can I do? Here's my book. I'm bringing you bread. You know, she is, just. you know, she's struggling and she's getting better. And, and I really believe that God will heal her. But, um, because I've walked, I didn't walk through stage four, I walked through stage two, but I feel like I can pray for her in a way, you know, those of us that have walked through valleys, we can pray for people through those valleys like no other. Like we can intercede like a banshee <laughs> because, <laughs> because we've been there, right? And, we, and we, know, um, we know how to pray in the depths of the spirit for our friends and loved ones
0: yes i appreciate that and that's part of your ministry today you you just feel called and love praying for people and i can't believe that I, our time has already gone from us but for someone that's listening today i always trust and know that a listener or a viewer watching us on youtube has found their way to this video this interview they're listening right now they might be sitting in their own hospital bed they might be sitting in their own recovery or at the front end of a journey that God's asked them to walk and they don't want to walk. Would you just Mm -hmm. offer a prayer, some words of hope and then a prayer for them before we close?
1: Sure. I think the verse that comes to mind is Proverbs three, five, and six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Mm -hmm. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways. All your ways, yeah. acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. Mm-hmm. Love that verse. It's like my life. My
0: life verse. Yes, Amen. That's actually one of mine as well. It's so comforting. Amen. Pray for us,
1: Lord Jesus. I I thank you that you know the people that are listening to this message, and I know that you meet them where they are. And I just pray that for whatever circumstance they're in, whether it's a A hospital bed or a physical therapy or a diagnosis or um, a decline in their marriage or relationship or uh, a prodigal child, Lord, that you just encourage them and bless them and you just allow them to know your presence in a deep and profound way. And Lord, allow them to know that you walk with them that you ride with them, that you are in their uphill, and you are in their downhill. And we just pray that your, your profound presence would be so, so real. Yes, that yes. people just know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are with them and you will not leave them. And we just pray all
0: of this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You are living proof that God is good and God is a redeemer and a restorer. And I just want to bless you and encourage you that, you know what, God's got great things in your future. You're a young woman, you're a beautiful woman, and just, you just keep believing God because you know what, he's going to show up and show off on your behalf.
1: <laughs> I and I for that,
0: on. amen okay and for the rest of you listening hey modern day esther i have a question for you has god called you for such a time as this is it your moment to arise i hope you enjoyed the show today if you found value make sure that you visit AriseEsther.Captivate.fm. like us love us and review us And hey, want to join the movement? Visit us on thearisemovement.com to get connected. And for more information about me, your freedom coach and host, visit freedomgirlsisterhood.com. And while you're there, take the 60-day freedom challenge. You'll be so glad you did. Until we meet again, keep rising. This is your moment.